Hello you seekers, explorers and renegades out there, welcome to another episode of the Alchemy Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lemke. As humanity is shifting into a new paradigm and waking up to a desire to have authenticity in life, uh, as we do on an individual basis, we bring that into our mini collectives as businesses and we expect from our businesses to whether we're employed or we are entrepreneurs or we have other institutions that we work for we do expect them now to hold that those values as well of course not everybody's waking up all at the same time to the desire and to self-reflect and to pursue this authenticity within ourselves However, if you listen to, well, follow Carl Rogers, for example, the uh, famous uh, psychotherapist, he has the uh, uh, opinion that we are constantly seeking our, to bring ourselves into alignment with our, as he calls it, organismic selves. So it is a process that we are all working on, whether we are aware of it or not. So for those of us that are working with businesses, helping them to become uh, more aware of themselves and to deliver that authentic purpose to the market, uh, we do find ourselves challenged with when there are businesses, when there's a lot of them, they're not quite ready to take this step. And um, as a coach myself, you know, you reflect on individuals that you work with and individuals or businesses are the same thing as just a collective consciousness or an individual consciousness and when we're looking at the desire of people that want to change and the people that don't want to change we have to accept either one and uh, but how can we deliver a message into businesses that do want to change and may not be quite aware of it yet but they just they haven't heard something that resonates with them quite yet so it's all you know when we're looking at it it's all about language it's all in the approach and so forth and of course timing is everything but today we have lucy spencer with us uh, who is uh, like myself a business cons- uh, coach and consultant and uh, strives and desires to deliver this uh, similar message that i do to businesses and uh, she's joining us today to share her experiences and uh, her techniques and uh, tools that she uses as she's working with businesses uh, to help help them uh, reflect on themselves so we welcome lucy and uh, hope you enjoy this uh, podcast all right so today i have two separate quotes from the same book but one i th- uh, they're, they're kind of uh, they're kind of punchy so i wanted to start off today's conversation with these so the first one is power in organizations is seen as a scarce commodity worth fighting for the second one is uh, uh, it's a quote from a company called favi and they manufacture these uh, it's a foundry and they uh, manufacture these uh, parts for um, car gearboxes 
So a very traditional business, but they uh, they do business in a very different uh, way. So their one of their philosophies is that uh, shop floor operators craft the products. The CEO and staff at best serve to support them. At worst, are costly distractions. So we're today we are talking about. And I should perhaps mention that this comes from the book Reinventing Organizations by Frederic Laloux. Uh, and it's a book I'm currently reading and I am enthralled. I am uh, re invigorated and uh, it just it gives me a lot of uh, good ideas to move forward. So I recommend it to anybody to, who wants to read it. Uh, I'm going to put it in the Telegram group and on the uh, uh, in the episode notes if you are interested in catching up with it. Um, so what we are talking about today is essentially uh, how do we bring these new ideas from humanity into businesses that are very kind of set in the old idea of hierarchy and management and how businesses are supposed to be run. Uh, I very much view businesses as the flow of energy. Uh, trust me, it's a challenge to convey that to businesses and get them to get on board with that. But, you know, slowly but surely. And, uh, you know, it's like people when you when they are people are ready to heal and to take those steps forward they will come forward and uh, uh, kind of seek out their assistance and the same goes for companies in that respect so with us today apart from our lovely group of uh, mindful uh, exploration uh, participants we have uh, uh, lucy um, with us uh, who's uh, she is a consultant similar to me she comes from a project background i'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit more but uh lucy spencer sorry i didn't say your last name there. <laughs> um but the uh she does the very uh, very much the same thing that i do go out and help businesses kind of understand how energy works uh between people and in collective consciousness and so forth so uh welcome lucy Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, why don't you give us a little bit of your background so we can get a grip on that and then we can uh, take the discussion from there. Sure. So as you're saying, yep, background as a, a project manager. So I spent about 15 years working in corporate companies in London. Um, and at some point during that time, um, something happened in my personal life and I looked to find a solution and looked to personal development. Um, and started learning about, you know, nutrition and, and additional things I could add to, to kind of upgrade my fitness. And um, then along came the kind of the mindfulness type of things and, and then the energetic work. So I kind of there was a bit of a, a bit of a um, lead up to to kind of the, the energy side of things and kind of the, the more spiritual side of looking at things. Um, and one day, someone I was working with, my mentor, who um, is big on or was big on the the energies side of things, um, she was she's help she was helping adults um, learn tools and tips they they can use to help them overcome all the challenges in their life. So so very much on the 
mindful side of things. Um, she said, project manager, great, I could do one in my company. So I jumped from working in, in corporate companies to working in a, a startup company that was all about energetics in the background and um, was looking to operate as a conscious business. And that was my first foray into what a conscious business is, does, um, and how it can make a difference. And, and things have just um, snowballed from there. I realized that, yeah, I wanted to learn more about this and then help other businesses um, really deem the rewards of focusing more on people in the business and the planet. I think that's important too, don't forget that one, but really having that focus on the way you operate that uplifts the people in the company, which is part of what Christopher was saying about business being an energy. Um, so yeah, it's the people helping to raise the energy of the business and, and see things flow through from being um, what potentially could be quite heavy and almost stagnant in a corporate company that doesn't take on these um, ways of operating to conscious business where things just flow. You've got the tools um, and you're integrating a certain way of working and producing a, a, a culture that really supports your ability to um, achieve your purpose, really. It's, it's all a way of, of, of allowing things to, to flow so you can make a, a difference. Yeah, and no, I think that oftentimes I make the comparison between people uh, or a person and a business. The only difference is that the business is a collective of people, that their collective consciousness becomes that person. Uh, so if you take all the people away from a business, then the business ceases to exist. There's no purpose, there's no energy, there's nothing. Um, so a person, an individual, uh, is someone who has their journey and the same thing with the business they have uh, a business has its journey and it's growing it's learning it's all of those things but there of course are a lot more moving parts in the business because there are a lot of more humans as opposed to one individual right um but um so looking at actually one, one interesting thing i was thinking about the business that you ended up working with uh was that a traditional hierarchical uh, setup or was it kind of self-managed? Um, there was an attempt for it to be more of a modern business, um, empowering everybody within the business to, to step up and take on more responsibility. So that was very much there. Um, there was an idea that we would all... Um, learn certain tools and, and be able to then develop that into our own businesses so that it was very much a, a group of people that were being empowered on one sense but we still had a boss that liked to come in and be um awesome. asking people to, to kind of say oh were, were you so and so will you do this task over there will you do that task and kind of breaking the um the ability for us to to kind of operate in that modern 
So be, being at uh, worst a costly distraction, as yes. the quote was, right? Yes, very much so. Yeah, it was difficult to, um, sometimes I needed the, the feedback back and, and it was it was difficult to get get the, the information I needed to progress. Mm -hmm. Other times um, it was a case of, I had a plan and I was carrying it out with the team and then the direction would change without me even knowing. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, definitely distraction, definitely uh, um, putting us on the back foot and, and, and it kind of sucks the energy away from, you've got, you're kind of all working towards a common goal. Mm -hmm. um, everyone's pumped about it, the energy's high and someone comes in and says, oh, do this. And it, you just, it just deflates everybody and, and just yeah, changes the course and it takes a while to get back on track. Yeah, and it is interesting when uh, here's, here you present a, a case where you have a business that is supposedly or is conscious or conscientious and yep. uh, wants to progress into a new paradigm, but still is stuck in the old paradigm of management. Um, so it it's it is interesting, and uh, when I kind of wrote my articles earlier this year about you know business energy and business oh, energy flow in business and so forth and kind of worked through how i saw that businesses could be structured uh then when i went on to read uh, this book reinventing organizations i was like oh my god i am so stuck <laughs> i'm still stuck in this old thinking right mm -hmm. I, I wasn't daring myself to think far enough. And it, uh, you know, I suppose you, if you go into a business and you try to, or you, you uh, the CEO or whomever is all gung ho for self management uh, or uh, kind of, uh, yeah, individual management. You can't just go in and say, okay, now everybody, you get to manage your, yourselves. Because people are going to be like, ah, oh, you know, don't understand it. So there's there is a transition that has to happen. So uh, gratefully, uh, thankfully, I've come to a part in the book now where he's talking about kind of where where I was is where we need to start. So yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel vindicated. Um, but the so the interesting thing is here how we. How do we work with businesses to make, get them to understand how we can move forward? So, because I think if you take meditation, for example, once you start meditating, you start going deeper within, it's impossible not to start understanding deeper aspects of yourself. And it's impossible not to start asking uh, questions that are of a higher magnitude. Uh, or to start tapping into your energy body, right? So I think it's the same thing with uh, business. How do we get them, businesses, to come to that point to say, huh, this is something that's important that we need to uh, address? Yeah. I mean, as you say, I 100% I, I agree that it's a journey. We can't say, Hey, we should be operating this way and it'd be like how, how do we get from here to there it, it i do believe it's very much for instance going from a traditional hierarchy to going to a, a circular hierarchy um 
where you're making it clear that there may be levels within the company. There might be people who are um, more accountable to shareholders than others or however you want to see it. There will be people that are um, submitting the information to company's house and others aren't responsible for something that's kind of that a, a manager then might be doing. But it differs in that you are allowing everybody in the company to have a say in, and it's not just a manager saying, hey, this is the task I need for mm -hmm. us to kind of meet the goal. It's the, okay, this is the goal that we've agreed because, because this is our vision. So these are the goals that will get us to this vision. What do you think team, you know, what's a, you know, how do we progress? What's, what's our next step? And coming together and collaborating and not having the management saying, well, you will do this coming and saying, team, hey, um, you guys have got the skills that I might not have in a certain area. What do you guys think? I think um, that's an important way of, of progressing in a business. It's all about um, little steps. And I'm, I'm very aware when I'm working with companies that I have to be aware of the language I use. As you were saying earlier, Christopher, it can be a little bit much to be talking about the energy of the business sometimes. Some mm -hmm. people are a little bit more open to it, but others, I'm basically helping them put in, th in place things that's upgrading the energy of the, the, the company of business. But I'm focusing on talking about um, making sure that the, the, the team are motivated and happy rather than talking about, hey, this is what the effect is gonna have on, on the business. And only when they start to, to kind of use certain words will I um, be more open with my language then and, and kind yeah. of put these in ideas into their, their consciousness. Yeah, I think, uh, well, one, one company I worked with, uh, basically I went in and I taught everybody how to meditate. And that was kind of the, the, uh, the engine that got them going. And then we talked about the four agreements and that was pretty much it. And then suddenly things just shifted because people now saw their interaction with their customers in a different way. Uh, the uh, man or the, uh, they were very much a traditional hierarchical system. Uh, the bosses started to see them uh, themselves differently in respect or in relations with their employees or their subordinates. Um, so I think I worked with them for about four weeks and it took about two and a half months and things had completely shifted and they were going gangbusters again. So it's it really, sometimes you don't need to go in and talk about energy. You just need to help them provide the tools to help them to realize it with them themselves. I mean, in psychotherapy, that's essentially what we do when a person-centered uh, psychotherapy, we go in and we help, uh, we, we just sit there and kind of by asking questions, guiding and directing the person to finding the tools and the resources within themselves and making them realize that they have tools. And that's kind of the same thing for businesses. But so is it, do we need to go in and kind of hide the purpose of our mission? Or do we go in and say, this, oh. this is a, the purpose of, of our mission, but we're going to start here? I wouldn't say you're necessarily hiding the purpose of your, your mission in, in but you, you're just being 
careful of the language you use. You're still going with the same intention, just you are very much um, working out where the other person is in, in their kind of understanding of things and making sure that you help them evolve, basically. Mm -hmm. Like your, your, your mission never changes to kind of, you know, spread this knowledge and, and help companies in, in my eyes work in a way which is more authentic and is a way that people would have followed, you know, hundreds of years ago, we would have worked in a way which was um, held more importance on the human aspects of our, of our being. It wasn't all about going into business and money and competition and winning. Um, so it's to me, it's a throwback to a, a way that we would have operated in back in the day that is just more authentic and just just being um, bringing that into business. But I am aware that I I don't work with just any business. I do work with businesses that already have a strong purpose, want to make a difference. So there'll be small businesses in say the, the wellness industry or mental health. So they they already um, they're already thinking differently. They already know that there are things missing out there that they have a solution for. Right. So then I'm coming and I'm kind of helping them put things into their business, which is just going to reinforce the way they're operating so that they can achieve more. They can transform their business and, and, and help even more people through their business. It's win-win. Yeah. I mean, the evidence I've seen is that those transformations yeah, I mean, companies are going to have their challenges, but it allows them to because, uh, become sustainable. Uh, you know, if you go back 100 years, a big company back then had an average lifespan of, I think it was like 70 years or something like that. Now we're talking 15, mm -hmm. right? So companies are coming up. And then there's some smart, agile company that sees what they're doing and saying, well, you know what? We can disrupt this and come up with a far better system of doing things and bye-bye to the old company. So I think what we are seeing today, and I, this is kind of what spurred me on to look at helping businesses change from the inside out, is we have these companies that you know they put in place a chief diversity officer they put uh, you know uh, how they're going to strive to be more uh, carbon neutral and but it's all kind of it's all varnish it doesn't change the culture of the business it doesn't change the inside of the business so perhaps their way of get, becoming carbon neutral is to buy some trees they don't change anything in their production process or in their you know distribution or anything like that they plant some trees and that's that's their effort and that's all good and well but in order to have sustainable change and and that's that becomes transparent as well you know you, people see through that and it's like well that's just gr uh, trying to greenwash your brand um or you know putting um, diversity uh, officers in place that really have no impact on the business or nor have any background in it. 
in uh, enacting that kind of change. So I think there's so much we can do in order to help businesses change from the inside out. But how? Uh, I, I think for me, it has to happen from the top. Uh, you go into a traditional business, you have to convince the, the CEO or the board of directors or the owners uh, first before change can actually happen. What do you think about that, Lucy? Um, I would agree in that it is the the owners of the business, the people in charge that I'm, I'm talking to initially, and then I, I do then want to engage everybody in the business, make sure that they have a say and that they are able to point out where things maybe aren't working in the way they um, assume it was supposed to, or where there, there were just gaps or, or, or things that they would they know could be put in place that would improve their um, the environment that they're working in. Um, and a lot of it, I, to, to your earlier point about people kind of put something in place that that doesn't really do the job. I feel that's possibly largely education. They, yeah. they, they don't have the knowledge to put it in place. We hear about the fact that businesses need to make a difference to the, to the planet and that there's you know big campaigns. And um, I would say that a lot of people, because I, I know that at one point I didn't know any better. I thought a sustainability plan was about kind of environmental impact, your energy usage and stuff like that. That's just one aspect of a mm -hmm. um, sustainability plan. Then there's the, the, the social and economic aspects too. So it really is kind of teaching people, hey, you, you've kind of, you're trying, but you've, you've, you've not quite got it. And, and here are the things that you can implement that are really kind of gonna make an impact on your, your business and then who you work with as well, because people, will notice if you are doing it in the right way, um, people are gonna notice the energy of your business. They're gonna want to um, work with you, whether that's people that are gonna wanna be clients, whether they're gonna want to collaborate with your company, but they're gonna notice when you start to do it right and you're, you're kind of inspiring others then. Well, exactly. I, that's why it's so important to to actually make it a cultural change or make it a personality change of the business because otherwise people will it will not be in the fiber to uh, be observant of these things because if we look at today's businesses where really the purpose is to make money for the owners that is the purpose and that's that's actually in the the law of most uh, uh, countries where it's the business, the task of the business is to uh, make sure that investors have a return on investment. And if they don't do that, then they can be sued for, you know, whatever. Um, so if we, so look at businesses, take Enron, for example. Now, this is a bit of a, an older example, but it is one of the classic case studies in what corporate greed does to the humans in a business. Enron was a business in the early noughties, right? Uh, I think it was uh, early 2000 that basically the CFO and some other people 
inflated the numbers terribly. And it got to the point where this huge business just collapsed, right? And they were doing that because they had the pressure from the market and the analysts and the investors to show these numbers. So now when you have that, the fabric and the, or the, the personality of the business is to be as quote unquote greedy as possible, then that, what, what will you sacrifice in order to present that persona? So it's, if you bring into the business to say, you know what? Yes, we, we are going to focus on profit, but also people and planet. So all of those three things have to be important to the business. How can we do that? Uh, well, we go to our, uh, our suppliers and we say, okay, well, we have these expectations on you in terms of being uh, mindful of the planet and uh, paying living wages and so forth. Um, and we're going to support you in that. But then, you know, what, what are we doing on the pricing? So, yes, things might cost a bit more, but at the same time, you are uh, covering all aspects. So then how do you sort that out on the other end? Um, so they're, they're all challenges and all tricky things to consider. But I'm involved with a, uh, an organization here in the, uh, the UK called uh, the Better Business Act. Uh, and yeah. it's I don't know if you're familiar with them Lucy yeah um, and uh, it's basically we're trying to change the, the legislation here so that companies have to be accountable for not only profit but also people and planet so the when they when they do their public companies for example when they do their annual report or quarterly reports they don't just have to uh, 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 report the numbers they also have to report what they're doing for people on planet so they uh, and that would then force businesses to have that view because then it's in the law and then they have to do it right and that would at least take a step forward towards uh, allowing companies to say okay fine we don't just have to be uh, beholden to the shareholders we actually now can be beholden to our own people, suppliers, customers, and, uh, and the communist, uh, communities that we're in. So I think if we can have that kind of le legislation come through, then it'll be much easier for us to go in and talk to businesses about these different things, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, there are more companies looking at the legal structure of the company and understanding they don't have to just be a limited company. Yeah. They could become, um, you know, more of a, a social enterprise, a, a corporation, a, 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 sorry, a cooperative, or there yeah. are multiple different options now that each one slightly different um, requirements, but they are very different from a limited company that's, yeah, in it just to make money for the shareholders. There's social aspects part, like ingrained into the legal structure of the company which is amazing yeah because i think until we get there it's going to be very difficult for you know companies to go into a new idea of a new, or the idea of a new paradigm where they're allowing themselves to say you know what 
yes, we're not going to make as much money, but at least we're taking part. Or we, we're taking care of the environment and the people that are, are touching our business. Uh, because if they do, they start, they run the risk of being sued, right? But then they they need to understand the statistics. On the one hand, you've got the fact that I think it's I saw somewhere recently twenty five percent of Generation Z want to work for companies that have a purpose and are, mm -hmm. you know going to really make a difference. They want their 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 time in the workplace to stand for something to make you know they yeah they want to play their part. Um, so people have to listen. They are going to leave companies and go and work for find a company that fulfills that. Um, so companies have to kind of you know open their eyes a bit and and get moving really so they can retain the the staff that kind of are really enthusiastic about what they're trying to achieve and that's that's kind of one thing the other thing in the stats is when you put in place these things sure outside the stats it might be more expensive to start thinking about what you're going to do for the planet and and all of those things maybe buying locally sourcing materials locally or what have you might be a little bit more expensive than buying something from Amazon to start with. But you've got to understand that I saw somewhere another stat, something like productivity goes up by 74% when you start engaging your, your, your team and, and really kind of making sure that they are happy and motivated. And imagine what happens when your productivity like skyrockets like that, you're then better serving your, your clients, you, you've got more innovative solutions going out and you're actually going to increase your bottom line yeah, you might right. spend a bit more to start with but sure. and what happens when we remove middle management and empower the the uh, everybody to be part of the uh, decision making process and uh, yeah that may seem utopian to a lot of people but it's not a, it's not about making decisions by committee it's making the if i am coming up with an idea i have to go to other people and present the idea and then it's if it makes enough sense then i can go ahead and do it if there's complete no then i can't do it if there's a uh, uh, consensus that yeah this is fantastic then i can do it but if it's like 50 50 or you know even 40 uh, 40 or 60 i can still go ahead and do it because there it doesn't have to be consensus but there has to be enough people that say yeah this is a good idea let's try it out and you have those supporters that are helping out right so it's uh, as far as i can see on the data right now yes it would absolutely help the bottom line and you would actually be able to pay people living wage which is one challenge one of the challenges we have right now isn't it so those are all excellent arguments or uh, yeah uh, arguments to go in when we talk to these different businesses about uh, changing the way they do things uh, to help them actually make those changes because I, I think there's a lot of businesses that do want to make that change because they do realize uh, if we just take the hospitality industry and the travel industry at the moment they can't hire people to save their save their lives it's, nobody wants to work for them after the pandemic it's like nobody's going back to work for them so 
that's why you know Heathrow can cancel about thirty percent of their departures this summer. And I have uh, friends who work uh, as chefs can't find any people, can't find wait staff because it's traditionally people that did those work those jobs were there for a paycheck because they had no other choice. And as you're saying, people want to be engaged in a community. They want to be engaged with uh, a purpose that is bigger than themselves, right? So now how can we convey that message? Or how can we get businesses by and large to understand that? How can we reach into them to uh, get them to understand that? What, what are some of the uh, tools and techniques you use? Yeah, I do think, as I was saying earlier, it makes difference what kind of businesses you are approaching. If it is a business that already knows that they want to do a difference and you're basically showing them even statistics that say, hey, if you put in place these things, things are going to skyrocket. And, and, and I haven't even got, um, I kind of need to work with, with companies for a little bit longer to get more stats for myself because all I've got are a lot of what happens if you're just putting in place conscious business practices. Then if you add in the energetic tools as well, um, so I, I kind of do things like um, get people to think about color therapy, so the colors that they wear, so wearing blue, which is good for the old throat chakra, so I can hopefully um, communicate my points well to you guys. Um, so think about things like that, um, really helps um, upgrade things in the workplace, little tools like that, and, and thinking about um, getting them to learn how to reconnect with their intuition, because that's mm -hmm. something that we, we've really kind of... Um, Forgotten. Yeah, it's kind of been steamrolled into us that, hey, no, we don't do that. We just follow what that person over there says. We, we don't think for ourselves and really try and connect with the knowledge that we actually have already. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think that, therefore, starting with the companies that are going to be more open to these ideas, um, it will have a, a, a trickle effect. There'll be more companies looking back and thinking hey well i'm only managing to do this how on earth are they doing that like how do i do what they're doing and 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 think i've got to i've got to do something differently i've got to change and more and more companies who might not have such a, a big purpose then are going to realize that they're going to have to shift because at some point i honestly believe every single company needs to take on board conscious business practices Absolutely. otherwise they will cease to exist very quickly. Yeah, they, they are going to be disrupted by the businesses that, as you say, uh, have uh, conscious business practices, but also that are able to uh, work with energy in a way that is allowing them to manifest their purpose. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is one of the big things is to help a business heal their quote unquote core wounding so that they can manifest their uh, their purpose and manifest what they want to become. Um, because if you have a company that is essentially all the people that are working within the business are just have disparate um, purposes, they're there for a paycheck or career opportunity or just kind of 
wasting time, whatever it may be, they're not there to work towards a collective uh, higher purpose. Uh, so if we can, uh, or those businesses that are uh, kind of have that problem with the disparate energy or the energy leakage, as I like to call it instead, uh, they're not going to have that momentum. Uh, but they also, they do need to heal what is causing them to have that leakage, right? So they they end up, uh, it's like a, a person going to therapy, you know? <laughs> it's like yeah. heal, heal that trauma within and then suddenly life start, or the life energy starts flowing again. And that's what you have to do with businesses, but you also do that on an individual basis in the business because all the people that come together it, they bring the collective uh, trauma into the business. So, and we know that energy tends to attract like, attracts like, right? So people that are come together in the business tend to have similar kind of energy. And now if, if you can heal that, the, the kind of tra trauma parts of the energy, now suddenly they can, lift up and they can start manifesting together uh, just like an, an individual could but how do you feel that the owners or the the operator if you have an owner operated or the ceo the managers of a business how do they have a disproportionate effect on the collective collective consciousness or do you feel that it's kind of evenly spread across uh, all the people what's your experience i would say that they have more influence on the energy of the company right. and i do work with somebody um, who is a really talented energy healer um and she she will basically um going forward, my plan is I will send the, the owner, whoever it is, to have a session with her, hour long session, and they really get into kind of what's holding them back, what they're potentially around limiting beliefs. But if there's anything um, that's kind of just holding them back from, from kind of being open to a way which will allow things to flow, um, she's really, really talented at kind of uncovering these things. Wow. So. I do make sure any company going forward that I'm going to work with, that's going to happen. Um, but I, I would also advise them to the, the company to to ensure that, for instance, all of the team have some sort of um, experience where they yeah can start to uncover any limiting beliefs that they've got. So I've got a little kind of a bolt on then to the main package. So it's kind of very much up to the company as to kind of um, where they are, how open they are, but but it's something I would advise whether the team go through a, a, a kind of a, a group um, session where they look into limiting beliefs, what are limiting beliefs, how they can affect them and really upgrade the belief system so that they and the owner are kind of, yeah, are really able to achieve the best they can because they've, they've anything that where they would have once self-sabotaged things, it's kind of, dissolved yeah and the so yeah that that is then you work on an individual level but 
also on a collective level uh, because you're healing uh, the collective as well right uh, yep. and uh, but bringing in someone like that do you find that it resonates with the people that you're working with or is that in the process you it's your job to make sure that they get to the point where it's so they feel okay that you bring in someone like that it's um it differs but it's it's being very careful then with the again language mm -hmm. explaining things in such a way that they'll understand and not be almost intimidated by a process that to them is kind of like a bit woo -woo or you know yeah. that just explaining things in such a way that they actually see that it's beneficial to them mm -hmm. and it will benefit them not just in the work life but outside of work too if they can start if they learn this tool and they can even go away and use it themselves and and, and kind of keep uncovering what might be holding them back then they're really going to be able to fly so it's yeah. it's it's really kind of being able to yeah explain it in a way that someone who might not have come across these these things will not their resistance will lower and they'll they'll mm -hmm. they'll kind of go with the the process and benefit from it yeah because uh i do similar work to the the person that you're describing there and uh, oftentimes when uh, when you're working with someone you uh, i i'm not one to i i always present whatever i'm presented with uh so whatever comes through i share uh, there's it's me channeling so it's not so it it's always whatever whatever the person needs to hear that comes through um but it can be challenging for some people that are not quite ready to to be at that or they don't know that they're ready to be at that level and it can be kind of uh, shocking and uh thrilling because they're now being challenged to their belief system in what was uh, in what they thought about woo woo practices is being now severely challenged, right? Mm -hmm. um, do you find that that is the case when you work with uh, this person? That she uh, that when your clients come out of those sessions, they they're like, oh my god, this is crazy. Do they run for the hills or do they embrace it? It's done in such a um, compassionate way, almost, mm -hmm. that on the whole, people come out of the sessions feeling good. There, there might be some things it's like, okay, what happened there? But it's, it's one of those things where it takes maybe a couple of days sometimes to integrate things. And, and mm -hmm. you know, after a couple of days, they've been like, oh, right. It, it kind of just makes a little bit more sense. Um, so it's, yeah. I mean, I've I've kind of got the, I've been taught a lot of these things too, but I would prefer to go to someone who, um, that's her, that's what she does for a day job, and mm -hmm. and she's amazing at it, and I know that the impact that she can make to people. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and it, it is, it's amazing what can come out in those sessions. So, um, uh, I love doing that work because it's so it's so deep and you you really connect with the person that you're working with so uh but it's 
uh, it is it can really challenge someone's belief system and uh, how they see their or their reality construct as it were so it's uh, just interesting to hear your perspective on how you've uh, worked with that so the when we when we approach these businesses well first of all i mean in your experience how do you typically go out and prospect uh, for these businesses is it like your traditional networking events or uh, do you kind of focus on businesses that are kind of wellness businesses i am just in um transition then i started off working with a lot of companies that i already knew um some of them were say startups um and i had worked previously in in other companies with with some of these people so they knew me they knew a little bit about what i was about and how i was doing things different and they you know trusted that i would i could make a difference they they kind of they 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 were aware of uh yeah what i could do for them then mm. um so i'm i'm at the stage now where um I'm starting to look for new clients, basically. Um, and I'm going on LinkedIn. I think it's a it's a good platform, business to business. There are other platforms, say Facebook, that I, I'm just kind of staying away from. It just doesn't seem to resonate for kind of conscious business purposes, you know? Um, and I'm connecting with uh, small business owners in, certain industries right. and just looking into to how i can make a difference to their to their businesses gotta say i'm still working on the approach there i'm finding it um or i found it um interesting to go from people that are you know have every faith in me and and 100 know what i can do for for them to try and explain it and going from talk about conscious business practices to kind of talk about the energetics and finding that's still not working and kind of now trying to adjust say a, a third time and and really kind of go for the pain points that people might be experiencing and, and kind of packaging up that way but um it's it's kind of it seems the way be the way that um it's having to be done at the moment because just you when i talk to people about um having tools that work on say both a, a conscious and subconscious level that's really going to transform the energy of the business and this is going to happen when, when the energy transforms they're kind of like yeah yeah we're good the, the business is all right at the moment and they don't quite get the impact it, it just doesn't um yeah they, they, they don't understand what it could do for them well, so i have to kind of really put it in in terms that they're going to understand well and i think that's that is the challenge and uh, i think I, my the comparative practice that i'm thinking of is uh, when you have uh, people that work in it and then you have uh, the the leadership in in the business and uh, the the it people are going to create a system for the business now they the business and the IT people speak completely different languages so you need to have someone in between who speak both languages right so that, that's a project manager right yep used to be me yeah for sure yep. 
so you are the uh, translator or the interpreter um so and, and i kind of see it the same way because uh, and it's not between two groups but it's between the concept and the business mm. where now if we can if i can go to business and say energetically i see that you have these issues bang 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 and and i've kind of psychically tapped into business energy that way and they go oh my god how did you know that and you go well that's because i look at your business from an energetic point of view and that's how i i can see it uh they might say oh that's very cool but uh yeah we're good for now or they're like it's something shifts right so i'm not so sure i i, I mean i've been about six years ago that i started formulating the messaging for my business consulting practice and i've i've gone from kind of remaining in the old paradigm, trying to speak their language. And then I've gone to the very woo-woo side and then swung back again. And then kind of going back and forth a little bit. Now I'm somewhere in the middle, but closer towards the kind of being open about its energy. Um, because at the end of the day, I think it's going to be like in psychotherapy, It's the businesses that are ready to take these steps those are the ones that are going to be interested and those are going to be more and more as you know we reach more of a critical mass in the co uh, collective consciousness um, but i think personally i think yes we need to be able to speak the old paradigm language but at the same time uh, we need to bring the new language in but convey it in a way that the old paradigm can understand it yeah i mean i i, I see a um development in that i would start out by saying hey this is what i can do with do for you old language type of thing but then as i kind of once i've got them on a call and they want to know more about what i do then i'll start to kind of say well hey look what i do is a little bit different Mm -hmm. but it really kind of delivers the results yeah you know so so kind of start off in their their court but kind of bring them with me so when i'm working with them they know that what i'm doing is different they are open to it um i might not scare them with the the lingo all the time but but they're, they're kind of they're with it they, they kind of get that it's a, it's a positive thing that's really going to benefit them right but it's first starting in their court and, and being able to kind of explain it in for them to think oh yes i need this let me talk to you you know yeah what do you think is the biggest challenge for uh these wellness companies if or like sole practitioners if it's a reiki practitioner or mediums or psychics or homeopaths or whatever it may be what is the biggest challenge for them to reach out to building a customer base? I would still say classic. If they're working by themselves, there's only so much they can do. There's only so many clients they can take on. Mm -hmm. So things don't develop as much as if they start to 
collaborate with others. So you think collaboration is the uh, key for uh, yeah. for these companies or for these uh, individuals? Yep. Yeah, if the, if you're a yeah, solopreneur and, and you want to kind of grow your business because mm -hmm. you can only get to a certain stage, you've, you've just you've only got so much time. However clever we are with ex, with expanding time, etc., um, there's there's only so much you could do when it's when it's just you, and you can look at it in terms of how much of a transformation they can make for their client and, and you know kind of upgrade how much they're charging and all that sort of thing but at the end of the day um yeah i think working with others is is kind of going to be the way that they progress even, even if it's bringing on board more people that do the same sort of work maybe they kind of um then whoever's most suited to the client gets to kind of be be um, joined together with that client to work with that particular client. However, they want to do it. I, I do think then you, it's going to free up a little bit more time to think about or introduce more conscious practices. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because um, I've seen examples of big companies like IBM, for example that bring in coaches that do energy work to come in and work with their employees. So it's, I think there is a great acceptance. I think the challenge we have is if someone comes in and comes across as being from, uh, coming from a spiritual perspective, uh, and I think, Yes, energy and spiritualism has kind of go hand in hand, but it doesn't have to. Uh, when you talk energy, you don't need to talk anything beyond energy. Uh, you know that the things that we experience in this reality construct uh, are anything uh, else but energy. You know, mm. um, but I find that might be one of the challenges that people perceive energy workers as being these uh, you know uh, shall we call them uh, just uh, spiritual uh, promoters if you like yeah i would say that the only thing that i would deem to kind of be a as you say spiritual aspect of the energy work Preaching Although on some level I regard all of it as, but the only thing that I would go to a, a client and and I know that they would they would have that reaction would be when you start talking about connecting source energy. Right. Then you kind of take a step because that is something that I will teach people how to do as kind of a, an expansion of of kind of um, tapping into your intuition. That would be kind of a, an expansion of it, but I know that it it takes a bit more even more openness then for someone to be kind of willing to talk about source energy. Cause I know back in the day, I had that sort of reaction. Yeah. I kind of, you know, didn't have a background way back where I, I kind of was religious or spiritual in any way, but it kind of, it was just going along with what was resonating and gradually opening up to kind of all of these different tools, and techniques and understanding that there's, there's a different world there that we don't see. That, yeah. you know is, is actually the real world and uh, actually what i do there is 
I open up the opportunity for, I say, if you are so inclined, you can uh, perceive, so connecting or connecting up and down as it were, uh, you can either see it as just a visualization. Uh, if that's, if you don't have a concept of a higher, higher power of some sort, then just see it as a visualization. Uh, if you want to call whatever you're connecting to your God or your higher source or uh, whatever source energy or whatever it is, that's perfectly fine too. So opening up to say, whatever you want it to be, it can be. But if you don't, if you're not comfortable with the uh, concept of a higher power, just see it as a visualization. It's a visualization exercise, right? So it, uh, I don't think it doing st uh, practices like that doesn't really preclude anyone who's uh, who doesn't or is an atheist or agnostic, uh, because there are psychological effects that you can uh, still gain gain uh, uh, gain from just having that visualization uh, visualization uh, exercise right absolutely so again so, it's kind of the language you use and how you approach it to make people feel comfortable with using tools that are really going to expand their awareness and and their ability to achieve things mm. So uh, I'm sure there are people on, on the, uh, in the audience here today who are working for companies um, where they are frustrated because they don't have the purpose, that there isn't the bigger purpose to uh, pursue. Um, so what can we do as employees of businesses? Um, and for everybody out there, uh, Lucy and I are not, you know, we don't have all the answers. We're just trying to kind of figure out uh, what, what the best way to do this is anyway. Uh, so when we're looking at individuals that are working in businesses, what can we do uh, to kind of either, I mean, we, we all have three choices when we're up against an experience, right? We can either accept the experience as it is, uh, we can change our perspective on it or change, try to change the outside of it, or we can walk away from it, right? So we can quit the job and go and find a job that has a higher purpose. Uh, but now if we are in that job and we want to at least try to change our perspective of, of it or change the, the, uh, change the business, how, how can we go about doing that? I would agree with one of your middle options to start with, which is, is trying to have a conversation with someone senior to you, your, your line manager or whoever, um, and bring to the table some sensible options that the business could incorporate that are going to improve mm -hmm. the, the, the work environment. And I say well, kind of sensible options. <laughs> Sorry? Mindfulness Fridays. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, things that aren't kind of too stretched. It's not saying, hey, I want you to do that. I, I think we should do this. It's only going to cost you, you know, 100,000. Um, 
but you know start with things that are, are really gonna be of benefit even if it is hey once a month on a friday can we have the afternoon off we we, we down tools stop working but we do something together to kind of help us increase the the collaboration and, and trust between us just just something just random things like this that and not not going down to the pub no not just going down to the pub <laughs> that's that's i've been in those those companies where that's you know the way you operate you know um and maybe you're having a tough day so you and your best mate go and have a quick pint on a thursday afternoon because it's it, you know things are horrendous i've been in those places but what you really want is real change because that's not kind of you know real change yes it's great to you get on with people and, and you do want to socialize with them but there needs to be things that the the company steps the company can take which is going to benefit everybody i mean that's that kind of like a, a friday night work drinks is almost a kind of you sit there over a drink and you all kind of like oh my god what a week oh you know you you want the more upbeat experiences well, exactly. It becomes a uh, kind of uh, uh, Dear Abby uh, <laughs> situation where you, you're just kind of pouring out your frustrations. Yeah, who's uh, had the worst week? Yeah, exactly. Who's had it worse exactly. and you just like compete? <laughs> exactly. And it's so, um, no, absolutely. And I, I think just being able to go to the boss and say, listen, I, I would like to uh, try out to have perhaps one, one morning a week that we have a meditation practice uh, together uh, because we are in a stress, stressful environment and just allowing us to kind of sit in or to, to learn how to do meditation will then allow us to become more effective at work. So connecting the practice with the result. Uh, so, or, you know, someone on a Friday afternoon have a, a mindfulness coach come in and uh, talk about how you can use mindfulness to become more productive or become <laughs> more cohesive as a, uh, as a uh, business as well, right? Absolutely. And it, and it could even stretch to something that's kind of more mainstream the devs just want some training that is going to help them be more motivated in their role. They're going to learn some new things that's that's going to kind of allow them to, to come at challenges with kind of renewed energy. Just, just it, it could be that simple, something that's mainstream anyway, but it, it you just want some extra group training that's really going to make a difference to you, your colleagues and the company. It, it, it doesn't need to be something that's that's kind of different, but it, it's it's still got a benefit for everybody involved. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I'm currently um, continuing to work as a, as a waiter in like the restaurant uh, industry, and uh, I was working uh, like long shifts. Like we work seven days a week uh, from like fourteen hours a day. And uh, I was uh, working uh, like for time periods, a lot of hour, like, I don't know if it's 200 hours, in, uh, 200 uh, days a month or like 
I was working, there was periods were periods that I was working a lot and there were periods that I was working not as much. And I saw like with my coworkers because we have a, a I think a, a strong bond in the working place. And we do like a, after like the night, night uh, when we like closing the restaurant, we sometimes like uh, sit and talk and uh, maybe with a beer, maybe like uh, just uh, like talking about like our own lives. And uh, during the work and like during the like shift, I found like people, uh, some people had like a hard time like to, to set boundaries like between like the work and like uh, being like friendly and being like, uh, like uh, interacting with each other. And uh, I had a, a very like strong ethic because of that I like got promoted like to be like a shift manager. And uh, I worked for like a year in that environment and like it opened like my eyes like the bigger picture and like what is the business i always understood what is uh, like the purpose of the business like to make money and like uh, like to generate revenue and then just understood that i'm here to give my service like as a waiter so that like the customer will have a, a good experience but sometimes i saw like in in my like my friends and co-workers sometimes they were like bummed or like they were like had bad days and i didn't have didn't have uh, that that mindset like if i was like uh how do i say it like uh, starting to work like they saying like you're starting your shift it's like a change of mindset okay now i'm working now i'm in the work mindset mm -hmm. uh, and they usually like smile to the, like to the customers and everything but i saw the people couldn't like separate like their own like lives with like um, the working environment and I found myself like not really um, giving them advice but I like liked talking with them and asking why why do they feel that way and it all depends on on the work on their relationship with the boss on the relationship with other shift managers but I kind of like tried it like to distance myself and them to distance ourselves from the shift, try to show them the different perspectives of like, like the hierarchy of what do they want to see from us working like waiters or other like um, other people in, in, in the shift. And then I try to like, not just to reason with them, like logically, but really like this higher purpose because I currently work not just not for the money because I saved up, but really just for the interaction, just for like to go outside, go outside like uh, my home when I'm really like studying and uh, on my own. Uh, and I really want to like to, because I changed my own perspective on just work and uh, becoming more social. I want, I want uh, like to change their also perspective of to come to work really to enjoy themselves and really to because it's, it's really a change not to put a facade and just like a like a mask of yes now i'm a waiter now i'm a, like serving customers but really feeling like enjoying themselves and really not just the friendliness and the bond but really enjoying the interaction with the different clients or different people because some people are like more um it's more easier to interact with some people and some people it's harder but a client is a client or a customer is a customer and like the, the like um 
the shift manager or like the manager of the whole uh, like um i don't know how to say it in english or, uh, yeah you kind of can say like that uh, of the manager of the restaurant or like like from the hierarchies i can see their perspective and i understand from their perspective every cast and i also like see it as as that because i want as a customer no matter what like they the like the people had there i want to like get good service so i'm i'm really because i want uh, to get the good service in every restaurant that i will go i really want to give my best for like the each and every customer so it's kind of hard like to to not to show them the perspective but really to from them from within so they would connect with it and they need to, to change their own perspective but i try to find like the ways of where i could uh, where i can uh, the small steps that i can like uh, interact because i have a good interaction with my manager who um, i think we're working already i think for i know him for three years and uh, he's very lenient with my shifts everything that i ask i'm like getting like if it's like two shifts a week and everybody else he won't uh, give them that but uh, sometimes i also try to like um, ask his problems or like is ask because of the covid and not a lot of uh, working people after covid uh, waiters in the restaurant business so i'm i'm trying to ask or like even give suggestions like are you like looking for people or maybe we should like um like to put it on our calendar maybe a day where we all come together and like talk everyone will talk about their problems in the work in the like with with the managers with the with the people that are working in the kitchen with everything and it it happened more and more often like i think from in the last year we had like the two times and i feel like i really influenced it and it it, it feels better than just a flowing and just uh, riding the ride and and really like putting in the effort because i want not just a better experience for myself now i really want a better experience for the whole restaurant like for the people that i'm working with so that they will also have a better experience so, so you're creating your higher purpose within yeah. the organization within my, yeah within like within my paradigm I, yeah. i'm not like so, i thought about it i could change the paradigm but i also wanted like to change the the restaurant and the relationship there so it's it's interesting because you're helping your staff to change their perspective of their interaction with their uh with their customers um and that way because they're they're now shifting the perspective and how they see their customers they can then separate that it, it's not that they're hiding the, or they're kind of pushing down their their problems whatever they're having in the real life it's like when you go into meditation yeah. you you don't want to push things down you want to acknowledge everything but you you're accepting that things kind of come up and you say okay well but you also recognize that this is for me to deal with later Right. yeah and I, and i try like to go deeper with them like it's frustrating why is it frustrating because mm -hmm. of that and that and that but why but what is like the underlying like reason and i'm trying to like to like to so do your managers realize 
the effect that it's so do they see your shift different from other shifts it sounds like it because your manager is more lenient with your shift than the other i don't know I, yeah i think my managers my manager like um is there something you could suggest to him that you bring to the other shifts i i don't know if i can because i know that all the like uh, waiters and like everyone that's on like the same like hierarchical mm -hmm. class with me everyone likes to work to work with me everyone from the manager because i as a shift manager worked before every other shift manager they also like to work with me because they know that not only i care about like the waiter and like the the money that i do as a waiter i also care very much about like the customer and also care about the shift itself mm -hmm. not just like my own money and like my own self-interest so yeah. they also like to work with me and also like not just the shift manager but like the manager of the restaurant not only just because we're friends but he he really because of that i got promoted because he saw that you make I really him look cared. good right yeah yeah he, he he told me like before he before i got promoted and i kind of had that it's not a the imposter syndrome but i didn't have the self-confidence to say that yeah i'm the best waiter here but he said, no, you are, you are the best. And, and I like kind of a uh, search for other, like uh, I, I search for, for reasons not to be the best. And like I said, yeah, but there are people that are working more than more, like um, more months or more years than me. And, but he always said, no, currently for me, you're the best waiter. And he really emphasized that he sees the value in me. So I really, I really think I know that he sees the value in me, but to incorporate it in other people, it's like, um, it's a bigger problem because I think they, they on their own need to change their perspective. I can, I cannot try to help it, but if it will not, if it won't come from within, it's kind it's kind of hard to really to change a person because of course. the person won't the person needs to to want to change not just uh, forcibly to change them because with force they will they will just be more uh, like uh, frustrated and uh, maybe disappointed in the like in the different uh, in the change of interaction relationship mm -hmm. and they will not understand they will not like really understand the perspective right lucy what's your take i've just got to say like as an aside Larry, I'm loving the energy, like all the way through the chat that we've had so far, you've been there nodding away and smiling. So I, I get your manager, like I, I've appreciated having you on this chat. So I get why your, your, your manager loves, you know, is saying you're the best waiter and, and you know, is, is, is showing value to you. It's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Thank you. It's, it's not only because it's different when, um, when other people see that they see value in you. It's a, a different feeling when you really feel that value from within. It's mm -hmm. like a, a much more elevating feeling because I will not like go into the rabbit hole, but when you really feel like, no, I am, it's not even I am the best. Like, no, I feel good like about myself and I feel well, you good. You value yourself. Yeah, exactly. And have self-belief. Mm. Yeah. When I know that I have the self-belief like in a working space and in the working space and i know that i'm now better like before much better from like a couple of years ago like interacting with people and socializing now i really it, it's it's really like giving the self-confidence like to to help other people 
to do the same change, not even change, like to to do this adaptation, like to do this this uh, change for the positive direction, like to really help them understand maybe themselves and maybe others, and uh, and from that even understand not just understanding the interaction, but even bettering it, the interaction itself. Mm -hmm. So I. I totally think you you're in a unique position there to uh, yeah. to take what you've done with your shift and say to your manager, listen, I, I think this is I work and you just explain to him, I work with my staff, my my shift on mindfulness because that's what you do. Where mm -hmm. I'm helping them shift their perspective, and uh, this these are the results. Obviously, they recognize that. So then you could easily bring that to other shifts and you could then, this is how you can as an individual, and I think this is a beautiful example, this is how you as an individual can enact change across the business. Yeah. Because you are taking your little part of the business and you're, you, you're kind of, your proof of concept. Yeah, uh, and then I try to expand it. Like exactly, I'm going to put you in contact with uh, the Burn Shift project, mm -hmm. uh, and it's an international organization that works with hospitality uh, to improve uh, mental wellness in in the hospitality industry. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll put you in contact with them, and uh, they can I give will... you some give you some resources yeah. as well. I will I will check it out. Yeah, could you please uh, like DM me in, uh, yeah, in the yeah. Telegram? I'll do Thank that. You. Cool. So, th as always, we have, uh, by coincidence, there are beautiful solutions that show up in these uh, conversations. So, thank you for that, Larry. Um, and yeah, I mean, if, and I, I feel, uh, and I see that with um, individuals as well. Once you, you kind of shift that internal journey and you you start to have appreciation for yourself you have that confidence you have that uh, self-esteem that love for yourself uh, and you bring that energy with you then people around you are going to change purely based on the energy that you exude and bring with you so this is why it's so important that we when we work with businesses, we, we help to heal individuals within the business because then they will then become the change makers within the business as well. Uh, so it's like Larry's doing with his shift, helping them to optimize themselves and bec become role models in themselves. That then becomes the change and it becomes a grassroots movement that is then uh, goes viral as well. So what are your thoughts on that, Lucy? Um, what is coming to mind is that, yes, 100% agree that a person's energy will have a knock-on effect with the, the people around them. But it's, it's, it's interesting that within a business like that, you, you're going to have to go to your manager and kind of explain the benefits to your to your manager and, and get kind of the the upper structure of the business then on board. But going with a, a certain you know intention and, and a certain energy is gonna make it 
hopefully such an easy decision for your manager they'll, they'll be picking up on you on your energy they'll kind of have, have seen the results with their own eyes and and having that kind of um backing then just to, to, to a suggestion you're, you're you're going with um will really kind of help shift things in the company as a whole so yeah it's, it's, it's amazing to hear about it so and it's it's wonderful that anybody who's listening to this conversation can feel empowered as an individual to enact change because we we always think well i always did anyway that you know as an individual i can't have i don't have any power to make change or i can't create change uh but uh, i mean the time and time again that people showing that an individual can have a change, uh, can have uh, effect on change, and create uh, better environments for uh, for others to uh, be in, as it were. So I think if you are someone who feel that there is change that needs to take place, but you're not powerful enough, think again, and uh, allow yourself to step into that role and say you know what i can make a change even if it's only the the people that are around you because that will then help you to as a catalyst to uh, go to the next level and kind of spread it outside of that uh, group um, so does this change our perspective that we need to, we have to go to ceos or can we go to anyone in a company and work with them Technically, you can make an impact by working with anybody. I mean, I know back in the day, I was kind of doing a little bit of coaching on the side from my colleagues um, to kind of help improve their mindsets. And, you know, they, they kind of, uh, they were aware of, of, of me being into personal development and going off and doing these courses. And I was coming in saying, oh, I, you know, I've, I've gone off and done this. So I've gone off on, on, on this retreat. And I actually had in one company, um, a couple of different people come to me and say, oh, can you help me? This is a situation. So kind of turning up with a, a certain energy and, and you can 100% make an impact on anybody in the company. But there, there's always going to be, um, currently anyway, there's there's going to be a, a sense of, of having to to have change across the board there's still, I think, will need to have to be a conversation with some uh, with a, a change maker, yeah. so that there is. So, so it's kind of like two streams. Yes, you yes you can always make an impact on anybody, but to kind of implement a a better system then, um, and and kind of like specific things in the culture, um, specific changes that are really kind of going to serve. There needs to be those conversations with the with the people that makes those decisions yeah oh absolutely and it has to happen eventually but there are different approaches that we can take and um, mm -hmm. i think uh, from from uh, from our point of view who are out on the front front line as were, then it's uh, uh whomever we can uh, uh, interact with that resonates with it then uh, it's worth pursuing right absolutely yeah Right, Lucy. So 
any final thoughts that you have in mind that you want to share? Any suggestions, tips? Uh, I know you wanted to uh, share an offering. Yeah, I was going to say, anybody listening, if you want to get in touch, I would love to work with um, a couple of people, a couple of business owners to see how we could help implement some the combination of conscious business practices and energetic tools into your company. So get in touch if you'd be interested to see, um, yeah, how we how we could uh, implement that. And how do people get in touch with you, Lucy? Um, you can connect on LinkedIn. Forgot the name of the platform there for a second. Blank. Um, or you can you can email me at. Um, Lucy at consciousbusinesssolutions.co.uk. Okay. Move along one, but the company name is Conscious Business Solutions. Yeah. I'll put that in the uh, in the uh, episode notes and the uh, Telegram group as well. So awesome. anybody who wants to reach out to Lucy are welcome to do that. Um, and th- this is. Oh, this is always interesting. I mean, if we are in the old paradigm, Lucy and I are competitors, right? Because we, we do pretty much the same thing. But it's it's not about competition. It's about changing, changing a market, changing a paradigm, right? So, and there's, the, the, there are people that are going to resonate with Lucy. There are people that are going to resonate with me. And so for me, I'm perfectly happy for Lucy to come on here and promote her, her services. Um, so it's, I just want to throw that out for people so that you understand that it's, it's really not about competition. Uh, because, uh, and I, actually, I, I interviewed about a year and a half ago uh, a friend of mine, Hamish Gordon, who uh, runs a company called the Drivers Tipple. Uh, it's a uh, uh, non-alcoholic uh, gin replacement. Uh, and we were talking about, uh, you know, people saying that, oh, well, they're, so, they're bigger companies in the market and so forth and so forth. Now you're going to have to educate the market and then others are going to come in and take it from you. And he said, well, no, it's not about that. We're all working in this together we all all have this higher purpose of helping people that don't want to drink to be able to go to the pub and have a drink right and so for him it was he didn't see them as competitors he saw them as compliments because they were all helping to educate the market uh, so i think that is really important to keep in mind that People that do the same thing as you, they are not your competitors. They are your collaborators. And whomever resonates with you will come to you and whoever resonates with someone else will go to that. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's just a, how you perceive the marketplace. And uh, this is something that, you know, we can bring to businesses as well, that if you, if you have this idea of competition, then, you that's the energy in that is resistance you're resisting your your flow in the marketplace because now it's like you you have to 
prevent people from coming into a marketplace, right? And that then becomes resistance. So uh, we'll bring that to the business leaders as well. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like there is no lack. It's not as if if your supposed competitor gets clients, you're not going to. There's There's no lack in it. There's going to be enough people for everybody if you're out there shining your light. Yeah, and the fact is you don't have to grow to be a 20,000-person business. Grow as far as you can and then be, you know, whatever that is, be satisfied with that. Because if if you're done with that business, something else will come along that you will then go on, to, on and do. So it's being open to the opportunities of evolving and developing. Perhaps the business you created just goes off and does something else, right? So it's uh, it's like when the uh, uh, yeah when the uh, the pandemic hit. Uh, I know Mercedes Formula One, uh, actually a lot of Formula One teams went out and create uh, started building uh, uh, ventilators for hospitals, right? So just because you're set up to do one thing doesn't mean that you can't do something else. And it's just being open to that energy of flowing in and out of different uh, opportunities. So beautiful. Well, Lucy, thank you for joining us today. And I hope you will uh, decide to join us in other occasions as well. You've uh, you got the link to the Telegram group. So uh, just uh, join in whenever you Amazing. want. To. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having me on here. And uh, thank you to everybody for showing up with your beautiful energies as always. And uh, Larry, thank you for your example. And uh, uh, be very keen to hear about the developments. Uh, I hope we've uh, planted a seed of you stepping into your greatness uh, and uh, be very interested to hear how that goes. So we'll do follow up on that. Uh, and uh, I hope to see you next week when we... Uh, go on to the next topic whatever that's going to be all right thank you everybody and have a beautiful day as the old saying goes when you are ready your teacher will appear and i suppose from a quote-unquote teacher's point of view a coach consultant whichever it may be you look at uh, the the other perspective uh, when the student is ready uh, he or she will appear and that goes for businesses as well as individuals uh, so you know in uh, psychotherapy and hypnotherapy and uh, coaching we're talking about uh, you can't help people that are not ready to be, help themselves because at the end of the day you can only guide people and businesses towards their own tools and resources to help themselves so if you're out there doing the work, trying to help businesses and individuals, always, as we said, collaborate together because when you bring your energies together and you bring that forward towards the same purpose, that energy will then be amplified by order of magnitude. And that's the same perspective that I bring to businesses to make them understand how powerful they can be in having the right purpose that is resonating across all stakeholders. So if you are a business that are interested in seeing how energetically you could change and uh, how the collective uh, applies to you and have a simple assessment made perhaps or uh, perhaps you're 
already ready to go into a deep trans transformation of your business. Either way, uh, uh, if you are interested, you can contact us through our website, thealchemyexperience.co.uk and uh, just click on the uh, link for the 30 minute free uh, uh, consultation and we'll be happy to have a, have a chat with you and see how we might be able to assist you. If you're interested in reaching out to Lucy, you can uh, reach her on uh, her website, consciousbusinesssolutions.co.uk. So, consciousbusinesssolutions.co.uk. For now, I thank you for taking time listening to our discussion and uh, hope that you have uh, started to ask yourself some big questions. That's always where it starts. and. Uh, Hope you will uh, join us next week on Friday at 11.11 British time as we release a new episode. In the meantime, have a good one and take care.